faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our Earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Werminghausen. Yeah, I, I want to be as close to my kids as possible. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the main reasons we moved back to the States from Central America was, you know, my kids really needed me. My sister, my baby sister needed me. She's, she's sick. She's got cancer. And so it was, you know, really important for me to be present for Mm. them. And that was hard to do when I was managing a farm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my podcast episode as if one year to live part three. Facing collapse of the biosphere, extinction and dying, I talk with Pauline Panayotto-Schneider about what's important in her life. We had a relaxed conversation about such a serious topic. Pauline is a filmmaker, now a publisher, and has many other creative gifts. Pauline dedicates her life to the truth about abrupt climate change and the sixth mass extinction we are in. She is an example how you can still live a full and joyful life. You'll find links and further information in the show notes at fasterthanexpected.one slash FTE35 fasterthanexpected.one slash FTE35 Enjoy listening. Welcome, Pauline, to my podcast episode about As If One Year to Live. I'm really happy to have you here in my podcast. And uh, we have just talked a little about, um, about your Greek roots and your German roots. I, I don't think I can, can pronounce your your full name uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you wolfgang for having me um yeah well it's a it's a funny story uh my greek name is panayotu mm-hmm. and uh my mother was a teacher so she always went by mrs p mm-hmm. <laughs> so but the greek kids in her class could pronounce it the american kids no <laughs> and schneider as well <laughs> I think. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider's my married name. Mm-hmm. That comes from my, my father-in-law, who was a Polish-Russian Jew, uh, Jew uh, ancestry. So, mm-hmm. uh, And he was very interesting, funny guy, sweet man. Um, he learned how to fly a bomber before he learned how to drive a car. so (laughs) he was you know he was uh he wanted to uh he wanted to be part of the resistance and um so he was he was sent to italy Mm -hmm. so at least he was you know that was where you know things were really bad but uh what an amazing you know history he had and talking about living life to its fullest you know 
thinking about tomorrow, mm. your last day. Okay, yes. Armor <laughs> being shot at. <laughs> and you are a filmmaker and writer and publisher and grief mm -hmm. recovery specialist. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to s tell something more about you and what you are doing? Sure. Like um, well, it's. I have so many interests. I've been accused of having too many, you know, being a jack-of-all-trades master at none. But I am a master in education. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I mastered that craft. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, it's really funny. I just I love doing a lot of different things. And I want to learn how to do things. Because, you know, you just you don't know you know, what tomorrow will bring or, you know, how long you have left in your life. And talking about, you know, thinking about how long you may have. I did that in my life uh, several years ago mm -hmm. uh, when I was about 45. I thought about, you know, my mother had died when she was 55 of breast cancer And so I said, well, what would I do with the last 10 years of my life mm -hmm. if I had known I was going to die at 55? And so that sort of spurred me on to learning as much as I could about the arts and history and teaching and, you know, being involved in my community. And I became involved in... You know, I wanted to learn more about growing food. To me, growing food always seemed like such a basic, you know, skill that mm -hmm. we forgot. We forgot how to do that. You know, we just go to the store and we buy, buy it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes we have storms here in New York where roads are shut down, stores are shut down for days. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, if these big snowstorms or we have hurricanes and the power lines are down for days and the trucks don't come. And seriously, we've had some several of these incidents. And of course, that all is mm -hmm. stemming from abrupt climate change. Yes, yes so we, I, we both are dealing with abrupt climate change and extinction yeah. and so on since many years. And I, I don't know if if one can can get used to it, but um, we we don't yeah. know uh, really how it will unravel uh, and someday mm -hmm. we we will die, and so yeah. um, I I thought let's have a experiment of th thought and to to imagine a death date maybe in about a year, um, right. Our last days in a in a year, and what is most important in your life for you, and what yeah. do you want to do? Yeah, I I want to be as close to my kids as possible, mm -hmm. and that was one of the main reasons we moved back to the states from Central America was, you know, my kids really needed me. My sister, my baby sister needed me. She's, she's sick. She's got cancer. And so it was, you know, really important for me to be present 
for mm. them. And that was hard to do when I was managing a farm. Managing a farm with a lot of people and a lot of animals and a lot of needs. And, you know, that takes a lot of your energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love doing it. It was something I would be doing today if all the all the little important things were lined up properly. But it didn't happen that way, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, I'm, you know, it's it's for sale and I'm back in New York. But there's, you know, I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's like i i hit the ground running here and started publishing guys old books that had disappeared or were still available for eight hundred dollars a paperback who who (laughs) who Uh, can do that you know um so so i wanted to do that and and i'm learning how to create and design books and publish them Uh, and it's he, been a lot of fun. He, he is. <laughs> yes. <last> yes. <laughs> it's come to yes. Germany as well. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that And the cover of that book, um, let me tell you a quick story. That cover has was created over three trips over the mm. last the, the two pictures, and a half yes. years. Mm. So the, the two children are the kids who live on my farm right mm. now. And I had them go out into the field. I say, see if you can throw rocks, how far you can throw the rocks. Mm-hmm. So I took a picture of them from the behind. The starfish, I took pictures at my sister's house in Florida just weeks ago. And that little island out there is an outcropping that you can see from Rikino Island when we visited Kevin Hester, mm-hmm. New Zealand. Oh, I see. <laughs> so it's a, it's a combination of a lot of a lot of experiences right there. All, all the dancing at the edge of extinction. <laughs> right, <Subtitle>. exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I I want to just keep doing as much as I can. I want to be I want to be present. I want to play and I think the other really important thing is I want to shed toxic experiences toxic people mm. Mm. <laughs> you know it's i just not so easy <laughs> it's not it's not no i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why but yeah and it's uh yeah it's worth it's you know it's definitely worth the effort because life is short <laughs> Life is short, and How we can do make you it do it. How do I do what? He- healing uh, relationships. <laughs> well, uh, usually you have to make an effort. It's it's like you know making a very special meal. You need all these special ingredients. You got to take your time. And same thing with the relationship. You you have to respect what that person needs, and you also have to respect your own boundaries. And you've got to, you know, is this this relationship is this worth saving? Is it worth changing the relationship? You might change how you your expectations of how a relationship looks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, I think, I don't know what other people do. My, I've had, you know, my divorce was sad because I still loved my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, so we changed the relationship and we're still very close and we're friendly and it's not ugly and weird. I have a lot of friends who have ugly divorces yes. and they're not friends. <laughs> Can tell yeah. you stories too, yes. It's yeah, it's so sad and 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 maybe it's you know, it's in some I understand that because there's a lot of, you know, hurt that goes back and forth. Um but You know, you can hold on to that part where you cared about each other and loved each other and you can work through the ugly stuff and get to the other side, at least have a friendship. Mm. And, you know, and that you can do that with with people who stabbed you in the back. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, yeah, some people just, you just have to just say that's not going to work mm. and just have to delete, delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that, that, that's health, healthy in some cases. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Do you well, have you know, a kind of bucket list? My bucket list? Wow. Well, you know, it's Good. really crazy. <laughs> Do you like to tell us one or two more points of your bucket list, please? Yeah. <laughs> I on I mean my bucket lists are ridiculous. <laughs> And they're pipe dreams because that's some that's they're not realistic. But you know, I got the farm, that was on the bucket list. I had a whole bunch of chickens and they were beautiful mm. and they hatched out of their eggs and they would crawl into my lap because, you know, they, they was like, Oh look, it's mommy. And she's got the food and they were so cute. But the one thing I didn't get on the farm, I didn't have a horse <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still a little nine year old girl who wants a pony. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I, I just still have that dream somewhere, you know, somehow at some point, maybe I'll have a pony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreaming of a donkey. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll, I'll settle for a donkey. But <laughs> I love, I, I just, I love horses. I love animals. I love them. And to me, they're just, they're so connected to, to life, to what's real. And they're so easy mm. to be with. And humans are complicated, and and we can be mean. <laughs> mm -hmm. And animals can are mean only if they've been hurt. So mm. they're um, they're really interesting, and I, I really like being around them. But bucket lists. So I just I don't you know I think I've I think I've fulfilled the majority of bucket lists. I went rappelling, mm -hmm. and that was terrifying. So I'm definitely not jumping out of a plane. <laughs> that's that's right out. <laughs> no, not on the bucket list. Something that I always had dreamed of from when I was a teenager was to have some sort of some some of my work on National Geographic because I went to school with David Walper's boys, um, and he was one of the directors for National Geographic. Mm -hmm. um, My relationship with Guy, the work that I did with Guy, the video and the photography that I took ended up in a National Geographic episode oh, great. Of, 
Bill mm. Nye's Global Meltdown. So I was like, oh, I, I was watching yeah. that, and I, all I, I didn't ask for money. I just mm. asked for credit. And mm. as I watched my name roll by, I actually cried because it was, you know, something I wish my mother could have seen. Um, she she taught the Walper boys. They were, you know, we went to school in Greece at the um, American Community Schools of Athens, Greece. ACS. Um, it was the best school ever on the planet. If you ever want to send your kids to a school, that's the one. And she taught there. She taught seventh and eighth grade English and social studies. And they were in her class. And we got to see National Geographic films because they were there. And so David Wolper would send us all these films. And we just, it was it was like a treasure. It was this beautiful treasure. Mm. So that was a, as a type of bucket list. And my mother never thought that I would ever achieve something like that. <laughs> it's really, she said, she said some nasty things about it. Actually. It's like, Oh, I would love to work for David Walper. And she said, you'll be lucky to take out his trash. <laughs> <laughs> she said that to a 13 year old. That's not very nice. <laughs> mm. She should but, have, uh, have uh, experienced it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I would love for her to have seen mm. that. That would have been, she would have been surprised. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think we, we could talk about um, many more points, but it's yeah. maybe a, a good uh, time to make a point with this feeling of fullness or mm -hmm. thankfulness. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where I feel very thankful right now. Hmm. So I feel like, you know, I mean, if the asteroid hits right now, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's thank been you a, very much. Thank you. Thank you, Wolfgang. It's very nice talking with this you. Episode. Yes, it's great. It's great to be able to share that. I appreciate it. Thank you so It much. Is. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Faster than expected. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. If you like my podcast, please share it on social media. You'll find a link to subscribe and more information in the show notes. Faster than expected. Dot one. Take care.